Welcome to the Evolve Talk in the Century. My name is Ndi Imane Nyamtenga Rapuri and welcome to yet your favorite podcast show. Um, are you drinking your water? Are you minding your business? Girl, I've not been drinking my, my water because I have been minding your business. Listen, I've been minding your business and making sure that I bring you the best content. Girl, it has been so hard getting this episode done because, wow, today I just feel like I'm in a spotlight. I've been doing this for so long, but for some reason, I've been struggling in this episode. Technical issues, guys. Technology is just not on our side. I was like, girl, what, what, what's going on? Like, why is everything against us? Why is everything against us? Wow. But anyways... Let's go to the first segment of the show where we talk about popular culture, current affairs, and I am not alone on this segment. I am with Wuchiro. Wuchiro, hi. Hi, I'm great. How are you? Now, I'm all good. Now that everything is in order, we can... Like, it's really, it's been, it's been stressful. It's been <laughs> stressful. Like, can we talk about this technology right now? Like, can we talk about technology right now? How it can just sabotage you? <laughs> I, I, I think with technology, it's sort of like the, the, the action reaction type of thing. Or maybe mm. we, we tend not to be like really world educated yeah. about it. We just get the gist and, and just find whatever we can use and then on with it. Yeah, but I don't really think about that. There's just a lot of things that can go wrong with technology when you're using technology. And at this time, we are actually using technology a lot. We are using technology for Zoom. I mean, classes are done on Zoom. And there's just a lot that could go wrong. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, there is. I, I think maybe, like as I was saying, maybe mm. we... we our, our environments are not really conducive enough for this mm. for this for, for, for these conferences online mm. calls and all mm. the things yeah of which it, remi- it, it, sorry of which reminds me of something that happened this week I think I saw it on Twitter did you see on the Zoom call someone was uh, busy with the Shinen again and they were, they were in class or something I'm not sure if you saw something like that no, no. Uh, I'm just the one. The one I saw with Zoom because it has been trending a lot. A lot has been going on with Zoom as of yeah. late. Mm. Apart, apart from it, apart from it, not really encrypted enough. Mm. Um, there's also been uh, there's, there's a there's a sort of like a news anchor who yeah. was um news and then the girlfriend passed by and then the guy is married. So it was it's. it's <laughs> So that happened while the news were being read. Live, live. <laughs> so the one I'm talking about, it I think it was a classroom, and then the other guy is in toilet, and I think he switched on his um, his sound on, and then he was busy making the toilet sounds. So everyone was oh, like, "Oh yeah!" It's everyone was like, I was like, "What? <laughs> what?" I saw it. There are so many screens opened on the on the like, video that I saw. Yeah, yeah, because the thing with you also need to switch off your um your sound. Your mic. No, your sound. Yeah. As like you can also switch on the camera, right? Switch off the camera. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, ooh, that is just stressful. I I can't. Like, guys, it's really stressful. And that brings us to what we're going to talk about today. Uh, today we're going in the main team. We're going to talk about mental health. How this whole thing, this whole change, is just you know, I don't know. We're trying to find normalcy in this. We're trying to find something normal, and it's just not normal. We're not used to this, really. We're not. Yeah, it's it's, it's hectic, but I, I think it's when it comes to mental health and technology, they they should be an intense sort of like study because uh-huh. it. It's, it's it's sort of like when going back to sort of like your social media yeah. and everything in between mm. they are now becoming the epitome of, of, of mental health mm. issues mm. okay let's go to hashtag what's trending and explore these topics so catch all the tea after the break
Are you wondering how I made this podcast episode? Do you want to start a podcast? Well, let me plug you real quick. I guess you haven't heard about Anchor. It's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain to you. It's free. Yeah, you had that right. It's free. There is a creation tool that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you and it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. On Twitter, I'll just highlight some of the few topics, um, some of the few trending topics on Twitter just to um, just to go through them and, and find what could have been going on through these people's minds or just to understand what was the situation so here i have hashtag bianca oh this girl oh this girl. bianca <laughs> okay let me give you a context for those who are not on twitter let me give you some context to this whole thing so bianca miss bianca Miss hmm. Bianca entered for Miss South Africa. Miss South Africa has opened the applications, and this lady called Bianca. I can't say the surname. Do you know how to say the surname? I can't say the surname. I can give it a shot. It's Kumbi, I think. Ooh, okay. Kumbi. I hope I'm not executed. <laughs> Kumbi. You know, it's Kumbi. Pardon, pardon our 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 pronunciation, but whatever it is. So, Miss Bianca entered for Miss SA and Miss Bianca is a Caucasian lady so people on Twitter went on to dig in her past and in her past they found some disturbing tweets that showed racism um, tweets that showed body shaming tweets that were just out of order and that that ranged from 2013 to 2014. So, what do you think about the whole Bianca fiasco? <laughs> um, oh, well, since I don't really follow much of your Miss um, SA, mm-hmm. and and yeah, I, I I think for me it was sort of like we haven't really um, sort of like healed as people yeah. from from all whatever that has happened in the past, and then that's why something like this because now other people were like no she was only 14 mm. when she she, she 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 posted those but but then deep down it touches a whole lot of um some parts of ourselves mm. that's why the, the falling of bianca happened and also there's also what's this one mm. um naidu or another miss essay content contestant and Recently. then it yeah and it's it's becoming it's it's becoming sort of like now we the question mm. is how do really the the miss sa sort of like pick their contestants mm. and how yeah because because it's now becoming the 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 question of the organization itself mm. so so i don't know i'm not sure as well how this whole thing miss sa thing works but I don't know if these contestants that were showing their videos are they in the video? I don't know if you are aware of that. Are they in the competition already, or are they still contesting to enter the competition? I'm not sure about that. Um, um, I saw that Bianca was on the runner-up. Oh, so she and was then in. Hence she, yes, hence she withdrew. So uh, withdrawing means that she was already in. Oh. Okay, okay, okay. I think with what you are saying about will we ever get to... I think South Africa is just a racial country. It's black and white issues. And it's always been like that. I've always been saying this on my podcast because our podcast is listened by people from other countries as well. I've always been telling people that, guys, South Africa is just a sensitive country and there's just a lot that you can't really say, especially if you're Caucasian or... As, even as a black person as well, there's just 
something that you'd say that would be taken out of context and it just becomes something big. And with the lockdown happening, I think in the first episodes during lockdown, when lockdown started, we were talking about issues that were happening on Twitter. It was really dark and people were losing their jobs. I'm like, why are people so dark? Like, a little thing that you post can just mess you up on Twitter. Like, just like that. Yeah, so do you really think people had so much time in their hands that they would mm. overanalyze everything? Or is it really that um, the, the, the temptation that racism is no longer the pressing social concern? Uh. But that that's a, sort of like it's globally. Like, I don't, I think it's it's happening everywhere. Everyone, no. you can easily touch a nerve with just one text everywhere. Uh. Even uh. with a single dot. You know, put a full stop on your on your Twitter there and share it. Someone will be offended. offended. Exactly. Twitter is quite. Yeah. Yeah. But South Africa is, is is much worse. Twitter is 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 just a mess on its own. And South Africa as a whole, as a country, because I feel like Twitter is a reflection of our society and what is actually happening in our society. So it just shows that as much as we have moved past that time we haven't actually healed from that time so there's still a lot of um healing that needs to happen because for people to go back i think america is also in that phase because in america same things happen like people go back to tweets that happened or things that you said and then it will come and haunt you now yeah, but uh, remember, this this goes back to to decisions that we make in mm. in every aspect of our lives, and and I always say that um, whatever people post, mm. and it's sort of like a true ref- reflection of who they are, yeah. and and because people don't just post stuff, they really think hard about what they're going to post, and then who who they're actually directing it to, so that's why it goes beyond just texting it goes beyond the social media it goes to other aspects of 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 um, their lives hence the following of bianca like i said so it means mm. that she texted yes but it escalated to whatever that she's doing so she could lose her job if she she really has one mm. and then she could no longer get a job in other companies and so it goes really deep it goes beyond just texting it goes beyond mm. just posting on social media. yeah but it's also a thing of people. We can. I, I get what you're saying. I think some people don't actually think through it when they go on social media and start posting stuff. People don't actually think through it because I was looking at something when the lockdown started. People were just bored, and people. I think it is the mind that was playing with them. You know, people started doing these challenges, silly challenges that could actually have an impact a negative impact in their career and their lives ultimately there was this um what is this what black men's people show in underwears man i forgot the challenge with the guys oh i i i saw some because because uh, after i think it happened the same time with the pillow challenge and stuff like that yes, or underwear challenge yes. or no, the, the canal I, two challenges yes that that one that one i think it happened yeah. around the same time when people were just going there on on social media naked i'm like guys wow y'all are brave <laughs> but the, the, don't you think don't you think as people sort of like really um live for validations don't you think? Because mm. once you are isolated and yes. you have no one, oh, probably social media is the only is the only sort of like platform that people can use to yeah. to get likes and whatever. So we can't really live without compliments. We can't live without mm. communicating with our friends and stuff. So I think that's why it people. probably went to that down that. I, yeah. I think that we should take it to the main tea. That we it's going to the main tea. Like we really need to discuss that fully because I also have some things that I. I my personal story of my challenge in social media recently like just a recent story so i think we should take that on the main seat because we're gonna talk and explore that in, in, in its full in its fullest form so the other hashtag um it was level three lockdown so level three lockdown is upon us so for those outside south africa that are listening to the podcast um the government of south africa has came up with a strategy to um to 
what is it to revitalize the economy and go back to the economy so they're using the stages or levels to do that so now we're on level four we're going up and up um and then with level three it's only going to be certain places that are going to go to level three um they will look at how serious how serious is it in that place in that particular area so how what what are your thoughts on that level three when we are going to level three do you think we are actually ready to go to level three right now i mean in june because we're going in june i don't think we are eh? um i i really don't think we are ready um and also mm-hmm. looking at the 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 number of new cases each and every day we're like getting more than 800 each and every day so and hence mm. this only happened after the the seven day open window so mm. so if if we are if if such is as escalating such escalation is happening right after a seven day window and then imagine if if the the restrictions are like really eased then i think it's going to be we're going to have a second wave of the pandemic here Mm. But what do you think the government should do because if now we continue with the level 5 or level 3 or I mean level 4 it means it, it it has a very negative impact on our economy and we actually need to um go back to work because if you don't go back to work what are we going to eat child like what are we going to eat uh, but but then remember they had uh, how much is it the 52 billion for for relief funds and stuff <laughs> Yes. So, <laughs> so and the, 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 the grants. Yeah, anyone yeah, the those grant? grants and then um they said it, they're going to give the grants for for like six months, right? Yes. But yeah, so so then I think it's rather too Sorry. Has anyone received it yet? I've, I haven't had anyone saying that they've received it. Uh, I haven't heard of anyone who has received it yet because before mm. on the on the previous on the previous um uh briefing they had they only talked about the 4 million people who have registered to receive those. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Well, I my myself I think we're not ready to actually go to level three, but I feel like it's also necessary for us to start opening up the economy because it is quite important that we open the economy for the sake of the life um and the 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 quality of life that people actually need to live up to because now most people are losing their jobs right now and it's in jobic jobic that's where most jobs most people are working and when people are losing their jobs what are people are going, what, what are people going to eat now so it's going to be just a mess if we continue with the lockdown at the same time if we open up the economy people are going to die so i think i don't know it's it's, it's a tricky situation The question should be um what's really important as it as it uh, the importance of either the economy or the health of the people so they should weigh on what what is it that they really really care about and then if ever they don't really care much of our health then the question should be will there be any economy if we are all sick Listen I am for what you're saying but I think <laughs> Um it's a tricky one at this point because if now we're saying that okay we weighing between the economy and the health of the people uh I mean hungry people are actually dangerous more than the covid-19 trust me so we don't want yeah. people to get hungry you understand because now when people are hungry in the streets they are hungry the country the crime rates will just increase because people are hungry you won't blame them So push has to come to shop I don't know like I don't know it's a tricky one between health and 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 the economy because I can be healthy but if I don't have food <laughs> think about it then it's very tricky like you say um <laughs> <laughs> but it goes back like Okay, maybe there's there should be sort of like a, a rethinking of of the whole um, strategies, uh, or mm-hmm. maybe there should be sort of like a. Of course, I, I remember Chitombo when it just 
uh, announce about the, their plans of the new economy after lockdown but then no one knows mm. when this will actually be around for so yeah maybe there should be some sort of like any in, innovative think tank uh, to really sort of like um explore ways to really strengthen the economy while still mm. on lockdown yeah it's very tricky i think that's what they're trying to do because everyone this is new right and we've never had something like this so everyone is trying to come up with a way we're trying to find normality normalcy or whatever in this whole situation it's not normal we have never encountered that so i think i'm i don't know i'm think i'm giving the government its coin because they're trying their best to find the best way possible with health and with with the economy on hand people life the quality of life is on 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 you know on at stake here right now like if you can't work then it means you won't have food if you don't have food then it means it's a problem you know you can't provide for your family it's a problem what are people going to eat in the family isn't it are we not really like as are we not reaching though i mean okay it's it's really important i mean if 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 the estimate were about okay, my 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 thinking is that we are sort of like uh, really thinking that this is rather too early to really do that because uh, you can't give out the money, you can you can't really come up with grants um, and funds and all those things, and then right after giving that money, you're like really opening up. So now the question is, why did you? plan the, the 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 funds in the first place then it maybe no, but it's sort of like no one as you're saying since it's like the first time we encountering such things then no one knows mm-hmm. what to do but then also it becomes the question of the leadership itself because this is mm. the time that should be like really on point <laughs> yeah yeah true but again our economy was not doing well when the lockdown came it's not like our economy was blooming and doing all good so when the lockdown came the economy was already struggling so now the lockdown has just furthermore um making the economy go down the drain so they have to do something to actually um revive it and help save jobs because jobs are being lost so they need to save some jobs as well because if no jobs are lost i mean more jobs are getting lost then it means more expenses more expense to the, to the government and it means you know a uh, high level of crime rates because when people don't have jobs and people are hungry they will do whatever so i think the the problem it's it goes okay cuz what i'm thinking now is that what we're going to do we are simply just going to solve the symptoms i'm 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 talking beyond covid i'm talking even if even if we didn't have this pandemic we were probably going to have mm. if riots were so you know we are well known for strikes and riots and stuff so the 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 problem is that we someone once said whoever feeds you controls you right So the the problem mm-hmm. um the chaos start when whoever feeds you can't feed you. So whoever yeah. feed, if, if they can't feed you then it means they can't control you. So if they can't control mm-hmm. you then it becomes chaos. So Yeah, so I think I think Ramaphosa acknowledged um, in his late night address the 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 one that he did that um coronavirus is taking that's what he said it's taking heavy toll not only on the health of our people but also on our people's ability to earn a living um to feed themselves to learn and to enjoy basic freedoms that we take for granted you know so at this point in time our economy is not doing well and it was not doing well before the whole lockdown remember before lockdown we were um downgraded by Moody to um, what was it this junk status right yeah <laughs> so we were downgraded already so it means we're not doing quite well economically and when we went to lockdown it furthermore just downgrades us and it's it's scary so they need to do something even if we're thinking beyond covid we can't allow we can't just sit down and say okay let's continue with the lockdown that will furthermore uh create a uh, a uh, uh, damage the economy and it will become very hard for us to revitalize or um 
to actually open up the economy back to where it was we'll probably end up like Zimbabwe so it's so what's your take what's your take on people who say who say that um we were supposed to actually take this time to reboot the the whole to reboot the the economy do you think resetting the economy would work i don't know i've never heard of something like how were they planning to do that how do they say anything on how they, that can be done no because because like you mentioned before every we we were not doing well in almost 70% of the aspects right we we were not yeah. the economy was uh-huh. in good standing we jobs were still being lost right before before yeah. covid just that probably uh-huh. the pandemic might have accelerated what was already going on right mm-hmm. so if ever there were contingency plan to really get back and to really work on the economy i think they mm-hmm. were supposed to already already be implementing those because right now we're just mm. patching up holes i think we're not really fixing anything and then we're still gonna the, mm. the problem will still persist even after the the, the lockdown mm. interesting that's your opinion and that's what other people think that okay let's actually rebuild or rebuild reboot and yeah it's a tough one i think it's it's really a tough one i don't want to be in the presence um shoes right now i think it's just too much to deal with everything it's a lot <laughs> yeah so so you maybe maybe being a president it's not as as we all thought eh? <laughs> it's not really about signing papers and stuff so yeah um yeah but i think this is this is like the the time at which mm. it, those who are really good leaders or great leaders are supposed to show their sort of like their skills you know mm. so to say yeah i think it was also it, mm? i think it was also yeah, no, just, yeah. great um because we saw a lot of leaders standing up we saw uh, we saw them nyakazing in this time most of them we didn't even know yeah. them some ministers we didn't even know them so i think maybe this covid made them to actually become a bit effective than they were i don't know yeah even even the even the the pre, the, the ministers you know the first 21 days of the lockdown they were all and mm. they were working hard i don't know what happened but that energy didn't last for 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 sort of like 10 days you know mm. when they were, they were delivering they were every, all those problems like they were busy because mm. then they the initial point or the initial thing was that um they people need to probably practice good hygiene right yeah and then they were delivering water tanks and everything so, so it showed yeah and then now it's sort of like we it stopped wow. <laughs> and it seems that they could actually do it wow. even before Mm. Uh, who are, we don't really understand why it only took the pandemic for them to start sort of like um delivering or giving us like good service yeah good service delivery mm-hmm. interesting okay let's go to the next trending topic the last one i think will be the last one this one um schools opening so let me give you a context of what is happening So the Minister of uh, Basic Education, Angie Musera, um announced that schools will be opening on the 1st of June. And a lot of people have been saying that <clears throat> we don't know whether this is a great idea of opening up schools. How will this work? And we are scared for the safety of our kids. And at the same time, as a parent, if school is opening, you don't take your child to school. you're actually at fault if you have not um prepared for them um you actually i don't know how to put it but you actually are doing something illegal because but according to the constitution children have the right to education so if you are depriving your child education then i don't know what the consequences are but it's somewhat wrong so i don't know how this will work but i think it was they need to go back at the same time i'm scared for them 
So I don't know. What do you think about it? Yeah, um, I also don't think I am one of those who are like if I had a kid, my kid wasn't going back to school. But what if are they what if they go to arrest people that are not giving their children to school or not providing education to their, their kids because that's what the law says. So if you're not giving the if you're depriving the child education care, what can we do to you? then it becomes the question of power dynamics because they you be taking away your right as a as a guardian and then by forcing you to do it then it, it's sort of like way there's been questions about the way the laws are being practiced you know since the the whole mm. like it, it, because now the question is that do you do you really have rights as a guardian over your child or mm. the, the the law still sort of like really have the upper hand, you know, when it comes to this, because you can't really mm. send your kid in a country at which the health sector it's not really doing well itself, and you can't really send yourself to you send your kid to a school at which you know it's not really properly equipped, you mm. know, the facilities are not really great we still have over 2300 schools that do not have proper safe water and sanitations and then mm. imagine sending to a place like that and you know the government won't really encounter for those deaths they don't really encounter for the, those kids you understand mm-hmm. well but is that fair to your child if your child is not going to go to school not getting education and missing out the year is it fair on them the, the question should be are they really gonna allow each and every parent to practice homeschooling because That's said. if you can then you should but not every parent is equipped to do that remember exactly so it's it's really it's it's really difficult um mm. but i i i for cuz cuz now if there are threats as to what you're going to do of of what they're going to do to to a parent who is not going to who is concerned for over their 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 children's health then mm. it becomes there'll be a whole lot of lawsuits after this i believe what a time what a time talking about this whole thing just makes me like ooh, my, I'm, I'm, i don't know how to feel it's just like so scary so real i'm like wow this is not cool at all what a time to be alive mm, it's it's i am really i'm really grateful to be part of this struggle because you know we were born we were like millennials we were born and then we were born after a certain struggle and then now we're like hey finally we probably you know if, if, if god in, in then we're actually going to be part of the history as well now this is a lot now this is a lot this actually takes me to the next segment of the show, which is Minty. I really want to talk about this. I want to talk about mental health so much. Catch all the tea after the break. Knowledge is like a barbell tree. No one individual can embrace it. Ladies and gentlemen, knowledge is not complete if it's acquired and never shared. We learn, we teach, then knowledge evolves. Hi, I'm Ntangin Takan. You are listening to Youth Evolve Podcast. A million questions can be asked. What is Youth Evolve and what is it all about? Well, I'm here. Let me not pack it for you. Youth Evolve is an organization we started in April 2019. Youth Evolve aims at empowering the youth, enabling them to become a better version of themselves. With that, they can become independent thinkers, that they can identify and solve social issues within their communities. The mission and the vision of Youth Evolve is to transform and mend the current high school learners' mindset. Initiations of programs by young people to solve social issues, to better school environment that allows learners to become the better version of themselves, to encourage arts and culture among the youth, to empower young people with knowledge and skills to empower themselves. Of. Lastly, to encourage entrepreneurship. The values of Youth Evolve are excellence, 
collaboration, transparency, innovation, accountability, and leadership. Youth Evolve podcast will showcase the practical knowledge we all need. This knowledge will be on social economic issue together with practical guides on different development skills. So in this segment, we will be basically talking about mental health in our day-to-day life. And I would like to introduce a guest. I still have Vichiro, right? Vichiro, you still there? Uh, can you fix your mic, please? Um, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you properly. Okay. Uh, so I want to introduce a guest. We have a guest here for our mental health, or rather for the main tea segment. I would like, let me check. I would like to introduce to you guys Ponzo. Hi, Ponzo. Hello, Ndi. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I am perfect. Yes. yes. Ponzo, can you can you kindly just tell us about yourself? Okay. I'll, I'll, before we, we, we start. I'll try to make this brief. When I talk about myself, I normally take like 10 years. Guys. <laughs> Um, wow. Uh, my name is Kavalala. I am from an organization okay. known as Next Chapter, and mm-hmm. I am someone who lives with a mental illness. I am mm-hmm. with a generalized anxiety disorder and chronic insomnia. Mm-hmm. Yes. I am a student currently at the University of the State. Mm-hmm. I am also um, uh, a co-founder and chairperson uh, of Next Chapter. Hmm, interesting. So next chapter is an explosive movement and an optimistic student organization that aims to address mental health issues among students. Next chapter has the sole aim of breaking the stigmas surrounding mental health and mental health care uses by creating an environment that is welcoming for students and all backgrounds who are going through mental health related challenges one of the aims and objective is to advocate and support break stig- stigma on mental health promote a general awareness of comprehensive self-health by emphasizing techniques that care for the body as well the mind uh, and the mind the uh, last one is reducing the stigma towards people living with mental illness so that the students will feel more comfortable seeking help when it is needed and openly discussing mental health related issues i really like what you guys do we we, we try we really try every mm. day to make a change and i i really mm. hope that it's working you can never know hey you can never know but i hope yeah, so. yeah. i hope so I think you um you are you are you are making a change. Actually, I've I, I did my undergrad at the University of yes, State, I, so I I'm quite. You. I know you. <laughs> oh, you know. Yes. <laughs> what, what, just tell, tell my viewers. I'm putting you on the spot. Tell my viewers what you know about me. Like, wow. Just, just tell my viewers what you know about me. Uh, I always saw you at the library. I don't know why, or if I spend oh, most yes. of my time there. But you were always in the discussion room with some people discussing something. So that's how far as I know. <laughs> at least you saw me in the right place. Yeah. You know, at least I'm being seen in the right place. <laughs> at least I've been seen in the right places. Yeah, yeah I was an undergrad student at the University of Free State. Um, now I'm no longer there. But I really love the experience at the University of Free State. And one of the things was next chapter that really I've seen them. I've seen you guys doing a lot of work and it has been so refreshing to watch. And it has been so, it has been a marvel to watch you guys do what you do because we really need, people really need uh, to talk about mental health openly and not uh, 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 feeling like, you know what, I can't because people are just going to look at me in a weird way if I say that I have this issue yes right um, if i had mm, it's very mm. important to try and break the stigma attached to mental health i think for next chapter mm. what we're trying to do especially at university mm. so many students are taking lives mm. so many students are dying mm. at university spaces so it was very important for mm. us to try and create that platform at a university space to say you know what mm. we are no longer invisible everyone must come out and let us talk about it. Mm. yeah to just change up the whole conversation because I feel like <laughs> I love where this this is going. Okay. I just want to share my story as well when I was in Brazil, like when I was doing my undergrad. Oh, okay. I think that is true. I think that is true. Mm. What you what you're mentioning and what you're talking about. Which you know you are you are welcome to join in the conversation. Are you still there? 
I'm still here. <laughs> you're allowed to join in the conversation. <laughs> so I'm just going to share I a think you guys are like really quick handling, you know. You have a very nice thing going on there. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> you're allowed to join in the conversation. Well, okay. Yeah. When I was in, um, when I do my, and now um, I, w- I will tell you the difference of why I do my undergrad and now my current state right so when i do my undergrad i really started off um not being aware of everything that is happening around i was told when like when i went to varsity that you know what when you go there you're not going to be doing this and this and this and this and this you're going to focus in your books and that's all and then my inquisitivity just got to me and i was like you know what i need to like see what's going on here like I, I wanna I wanna mm. learn stuff. I, I wanna I wanna increase my CV. Okay, my aim was actually um building my CV, you know. That was my aim mm. at first. So Mughal University, second year, I I ran for SFC and I think that was like my life changing moment in the sense that I mm. got really connected to what students are actually going through. I was not really connected to be like when I was in first year, I was so ignorant to a lot of issues. I was just ignorant i didn't know what was happening in the campus when i first started when i went i I ran for ssc i started speaking to a lot of students i started engaging with a lot of students and that was just life-changing and i was like wow people are going through a lot and i just realized i was also going through a lot and i've also tried to 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 end my life when i was in varsity so that is so much relatable that people Mm -hmm. or students go through that yeah it really is when you look at the rates of suicide at university levels mm-hmm. or college levels it, it, it it's really uh like a, a crazy number to look at because mm-hmm. uh, we all wonder if the the transition process from home or high school to uh university was that sufficient enough was that mm-hmm. good enough did that include uh mental health tips or how to take care of yourself because honestly, students students have been taking their own lives, and it's not a thing we can ignore. Yeah, anymore. yeah. Mm. So, how did you like? Can you do you mind telling us your story <laughs> a little bit, a little okay. glimpse of your story? How you yes. started this organization, and what was mm. going through in your life that made you to actually say, you know what, I need to do something like this. Okay, this organization was started by Tapang. Okay. Um, he, he is our founder, and I think you guys probably know him. Yes. But uh, for me, for me personally, to be able to say, you know what, I want to be an advocate for mental health. Mm. It was long before I got diagnosed with anxiety or chronic insomnia. Mm. This happened in my life where um, I understood pain. Mm-hmm. You know, I understood pain, and a lot of things, people were dying in my life. Yeah. Um, I had friends who would resort to self-harm mm, you know mm. take a blade and cut themselves mm. you know and i just thought initially i thought you know what i want to be part of something that will mm. equip me with skills to mm. change the lives of the people around me mm. but um as time went on i started experiencing challenges myself mm. and my biggest challenge um in my story was about fear and failure mm. because when i was doing my undergrad and i failed mm. um at the year that i was supposed to finish that just made me feel like mm. I, I can't achieve anything mm. in my life. Mm. Mm. And then um, I was later diagnosed with anxiety and um, uh, chronic insomnia. Mm. 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 Yes. That, is, that, is, that is quite interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think as well talking about because I prepared this whole show like I was like okay guys I'm going to do a show on mental health and just mm. preparing your mind that you're going to talk about something I just heard you saying that you never had those issues until you were part of the movement and you know yeah. that's when those issues started to reveal themselves so I became aware of you became mess. aware of, of those issues mm. so mm. it's also a mind thing sometimes I don't know our mind just play tricks on us right now i'm gonna give you a funny story guys like right now <laughs> we were trying to uh, work on the on, on, on getting on the show and starting the show and i prepared this for the whole week i'm like okay i'm gonna do a mental health show this is what i'm gonna talk about this and this and this and this, and yes, this. this is what i'm gonna ask you know so when i'm doing the show like when we're doing the first segment of the show some breeze of fear and some I don't know just things going on in my mm. mind i'm like what is happening yeah what is happening <laughs> so i think sometimes our minds just play tricks 
with us i don't know yes they really do they really do i think i it, it's important for us to be aware of uh-huh. how we think or how we see things uh-huh. so that we can make better decisions of of anything that's happening in our life uh-huh. um you know for 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 myself i live with anxiety that means i'm always panicking yeah so, yeah when this show wasn't happening oh <laughs> i felt like getting up drinking some water breathing oh, exercise i'm, I'm like so what is going on <laughs> you know yeah. but it, it's important that we become aware of that and we know how to pull ourselves mm, out of that mm, mm. yeah yeah the most important thing and i think is true. becoming aware of the issues and taking yourself out of it and yeah. just to add, just to add on on what Ponce is saying mm-hmm. i think um um the, the the thing about minds is that our minds were built to protect us so mm-hmm. yeah. the minute so the minute something start to go the way that it's not structured to protect mm-hmm. us mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. that's where i think all predicament comes in. yes yes <laughs> this is this is really interesting i've had a a, a podcast show um i think people should check it out let me just i'm checking the name of the episode it was on season four if not season three um i'm just trying to check the name oh it's phantom pain it's titled phantom pain okay. it's on season three titled phantom okay. pain people check out that episode it's not really mental health but it, it talks about a mental health kind of condition phantom pain so phantom limp i don't know if you know a condition called phantom limp so it's phantom limp is when your arm of i mean your limp has been removed right let me just check the google definition so i don't make a mistake (laughs) (laughs) i don't want to make no mistakes so i don't want to be out there called out um phantom limp right so phantom limb is a sensation by someone who has had a limb amputated uh, that the limb is still there. So they have their limb amputated and the limb is no longer there. So they have this sensation of feeling that limb. Mm. So it's the same thing that our mind does. When something is mm. no longer there, we have a sensation of still feeling it. Mm. I don't know if that... I, I would agree with you. Mm. I would agree with you. I mm. mean... I, I think this is very much related to trauma, mm. traumatic experience yes, in our life. Yes, yes. Uh, they happen once, but we we feel them in in different circumstances, different environments, mm. or sometimes in environments that might remind us of of, of the yeah. trauma that has been experienced. Mm. Mm. So I, I I think I think that's it. Yeah. Mm. Mm. <laughs> so key facts about mental health: mental health is more than absence of mental disorder. So it's not really about mental disorders it's more than that mental health is an integral part of health indeed there's no health without mental health mental health is determined by the by range of social economic biological and environmental factors i like this third one which is mental health is determined by a range of socio economic biological and environmental factors just asking you guys like let, let's just talk about that that last one do you think that uh, 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 where we are our our geographical or our socioeconomic affect our mental health if so how okay I, I'm gonna go first next okay. but this is what I think I mm. think everything around us has an impact on us mm, mm. Uh, for instance we are now dealing with uh, the COVID-19 pandemic yes and uh, that is affecting whether or not as a breadwinner at a certain house you are getting money to feed your kids mm, you know mm, mm. that is affecting um, students and the way in which they have to learn that is different now mm. that is a, that is affecting so many factors linked to that mm. and of course what I believe in is that mental health is is like found in every single thing mm. you know mental health is 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 everywhere so the fact that i'm not able to feed my kids and i'm not getting paid and i can't perform my duty as a breadwinner mm. or you know as the head of the house mm. that has an impact on my mental health mm. so the socioeconomic status of the country right now which is a good example i think has a direct impact on people's mental health mm. Butchira, uh, I think we were so having that I, conversation. We were having that conversation in the beginning about 
opening up the economy mm. and all that so what do you think now that you have this information i think the the okay i'm gonna take it uh the, the my understanding that we yeah human beings are social beings right mm. Mm. So, so it's like remember back in the days. Oh, we've seen this in the movies. So some have experienced it when when you you do something and then your your parent will tell you to to go to to, to go to that corner. You know. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So like, go to the corner. Yeah. <laughs> go yeah. to the corner and stuff. Yeah. yeah. So mm. so it, so so with isolation comes sort of like the distress. You know, psychological distress. Mm. And then like mm. what. And then also, like what she's saying is that if if also you you take away that one thing that defines a man, you know, we also we were only we were from the society that says a man must provide, right? Mm. So now, when you take away that one thing that defines a man according to the society, then it means that you are like really breaking down the man into pieces. Then he's gonna break down break down hard, huh? right? Yeah. So. So it's also sort of like the the thing that it's it's very it's very sort of like there's the distinctive between isolation and and identity. I think I think also it, mental health goes down to identity when one's identity yeah. is like it's under yeah, attack or when someone is trying to redefine your identity. Then mm. it's mm. yeah. Also to 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 touch on isolation, mm. um, I I believe right now we're at a point where we are forced to face our feelings mm, mm, like dead mm-hmm. on, yeah, you know? definitely because of what's happening <sighs> with the whole pandemic and uh, the the social distancing and the isolation. Yeah. People are finding themselves going back to traits that they never wanted to mm. go back to. People are finding themselves having to. Um, actually like sit down and face their feelings you know if you had feelings of fear of being alone of being away from your families all of that is coming back and that is a direct impact on your mental health as well. mm. Mm. yeah that that is true because at this point in time we're trying to find something that is mm. normal that we can identify with that we can say i i'm, yeah. I'm familiar with this and we can't really find mm. that and that's why we actually run to social media and that's why social media have been saying it's been dark like social media has been dark it really has it, is, mm, it really has mm, i think that is one thing because people feel that they're isolated so they need to keep on you know their relevancy uh i was listening to this, mm. this other thing um earlier on so she was saying that some people actually take down their pictures on social media when they only get like five likes or less than that because they were thinking that okay people didn't actually look at my pictures so in this time wherein you just want attention you want people's attention like you want i don't know you it's not in uh, because i don't know it just wants people to give you some attention to validate you that is the right word to validate you and i (laughs) i kind of relate to that because i kind of experienced i felt like she was speaking to me i kind of experienced that i posted this other picture and then got like a few likes i took it down (laughs) literally (laughs) i took it down so i thought about it i'm like yeah. This is actually true because we are at this moment where in we just looking for validation and I was at that moment myself where I mm-hmm. wanted sort of validation and people's attention I think. Mm. Yeah. Uh just to add on mm. that next what I think is happening currently with social media and I think this can really become uh, a negative influence on one's mental mm. health, you know, mm. because um so much has been posted every day mm. sometimes when you don't even have to post you just feel the need to post yeah. because I think our daily pattern is disrupted Yes, we used to get up you know look good have your wig mm, on girl. wear those heels <laughs> and wear that dress you know <laughs> and just go outside and see people mm. and interact with people you know so when that pattern is disrupted I think we are as human beings we are built to find other ways or other things yeah. that will replace that which is no longer there so um social media right now is playing that part you know mm. people are, are busy posting every day there's so much happening just so that people don't feel alone in this time mm. so so what do you think people uh, we should, did you want to say anything oh yeah i just wanted to to add on on uh, remember you mentioned familiarity earlier 
and then also what Ponce is saying right now and then I mm. think the our minds works in sort of like um our cognitive sort of like functioning of our minds is sort of like we we work with it 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 functions well with familiarity so mm. the minute you take it, it it comes across something that it's not familiar with and that it it's sort of like chaotic to the mind because I remember someone mentioned that for the it, it is for the during the first week of the lockdown someone mentioned that it's for the first time that other kids are actually seeing their dads like the old 24 hours. Mm-hmm. So so that really sort of like imagine imagine what happens to to one's mind when one is so much used to sort of like getting those comments about the places they visit that their selfies was not sort of mm. like not that they said like a third scale but according to what I've observed I think the the level of 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 um selfies has really dropped <laughs> exponentially <laughs> not I don't think so people are actually taking quite a number of pictures and most some of the pictures are quite inappropriate in the sense that I've already explained when the lockdown started out a lot of people were actually posting inappropriate um uh, pictures that might affect them in, in in the later future because people just want validation um i don't know they just want yeah. and yeah. you know you know what i think mm. as well i think uh when you when you look beyond validation mm, mm. let's say you are somebody who self validates themselves and knows who they are yeah. you know um beyond validation i think it's a thing of relevance exactly. right now exactly I think it's a thing of relevance. People are trying to be relevant mm. at a time where things that make them relevant are just no longer there. You know? Mm. It's it's a time where in creativity is being tested right now. Uh I was having I have yes. another friend yes. of mine yes. who's a creative. We always talk about creativity. We are in the he's in the media industry. So I'm also in the media industry but like not really in but so we do talk about creativity. I'm like guys this time creativity is being tested. A lot of people that mm. we thought were creative are under pressure to come up with create creativity and it's just not coming up. Mm. And I think about that if you are known to be a creative person and right now you can't think of anything to do. Mm. you know and what you are used to doing is 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 no longer out there mm. that has an impact on your mental exactly. health directly exactly. so so this is why like mental health is that golden thread that goes through everything and everyone mm. it's just about taking care of it a little better and knowing ourselves and being kind to one another mm. Mm. I, actually, i actually just went through something similar to that uh, as of late yeah, yeah. what happened so, Um, I've, um I've, I've been doing for for a longest time ever I've been doing a lot of um exponential conversation sort of type of stuff mm. uh, exponential I've been doing sort of like it's mostly labeled as being a futurist yeah where you you look and the whatever that's going on and then you come up with solutions as mm. to either I mostly I mostly work on ed tech educational technology so mm. a lot okay. that that's the, that is happening right now um mm. i actually had a whole lot of meetings last year with with a whole lot of people from the department of education and then when it happens now it was sort of like at a stage at which i just gave up because it was sort of like i was speaking chinese to everyone people didn't understand <laughs> but not right now people actually want your services Yeah, now they're like coming back they're calling and they're like dude this is exactly that you, we need the solutions that you mentioned and then now the energy is sort of like at a different level you know yeah. I'm at my lowest yeah. like guys I I can't mm. you know and then now you're on lockdown you can't really just go to all these places that you you're supposed to go mm. so it's a yeah. feeling of being overwhelmed you feel overwhelmed about the whole thing that is happening around you or in your life Exactly. So I'm I'm only getting back to on my feet because I was like really on a down low because uh-huh. you know you want then you know you you are very creative you know you are a very sort of like um, futuristic person and uh-huh. then it's only now that your mind is just blank because uh-huh. creativity block you can do about the solution you you can't read really, there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah, but as I said, you know, um the 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 theme for uh mental health this month, you know, is actually kindness. Uh. And I think that is 
that should not have happened at any perfect time because right now everybody's overwhelmed mm. feels kindness I under like that. pressure mm. people are you know and i think we need to be more kind to ourselves mm. i was speaking um at, at at one of these talks and i was talking about how even students have to be kind to themselves mm. during this time mm. you know when you expected to know everything about online learning and Oof. have it under and under control please be kind to yourself be more generous mm. to yourself um you are doing the best that you can at this time and what you're doing is enough you will figure it out just don't be harsh on yourself because if you were to be harsh on yourself who else could take care of you you know who else could is responsible for taking care of your own mental health guys yeah. do you really think do you really think we don't really um talk a lot about self discovery because it's this is just coming up from what she was saying because mm. i think it blo- yeah. boils down down to 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 self discovery do you think mm. we really need to have more talks about that do you really think we not really educated enough of probably how to go about self discovery um i i think so i would say so because uh self discovery for me goes to help goes hand to hand with uh, self awareness mm. you know mm. and mm. And I think if we were to be more aware of ourselves, um, our, our patterns, the way we think, how we think other people think about uh-huh. us, um, it, 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 it really goes down to us. And if we could work more on our own self-awareness, I, I, I think, yes, we need to have more uh-huh. thoughts on that. That uh-huh. would be great. Uh-huh. So how, okay, I think that is quite important. Self-awareness is, is quite important because I was at a point in my life mm-hmm. wherein I was not really aware of who I am and where I'm going and what is happening yeah. it was just like messed up so the moment where in I started seeing myself and this is me and this is my um what is it my like this is what I want in life things started to change because mm. I had a plan out obviously having a plan out as well is also dangerous because not everything comes together as the way you envisioned or you saw it nothing goes yeah nothing goes plan. according to plan but it is yes. had a bigger picture yeah. of what exactly mm. so it always has been a thing of you know you need to be kind to yourself and allow things to happen organically and not to be too harsh mm. on yourself when things don't really go the way that you envision them because things don't really go the way we envision them when i finished um my undergrad i found myself at home for some time before mm. um going to Joburg and finding a job when i was at home i was going i i literally went through depression galo like i was depressed yeah. i ended up in hospital hospitalized basically because at that time it was like i don't know what's going on in my life i i i really don't know what i should be doing I haven't really discovered what I should have been interested in because what I was doing in university mm. is not really what I wanted to do right but it did help yeah, me yeah. it did help me to actually discover a lot about myself but it was not the field that I would want to to find so I actually found like a field that a, a sort of not a field but um a side wherein I would want to feature and be purposeful and uh, uh do something that mm. changes change, changes someone's life so for me personally yeah. i started an organization a youth organization that helped me to find purpose in my everyday life mm-hmm. i don't know so that was very helpful to my mental health though things were hard yeah. when i started the organization when i started my organization or youth organization it was in the rural places dealing with rookies and all that so it was a bit hard i have no money mind you i have nothing it was just so hard but it felt so good waking up at night and just using all those night datas to update stuff to learn about new stuff it felt so good because it was purpose i just felt like it is purpose and uh, I, 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 I felt like suffering for it and it felt good i don't know I totally understand yeah. what you're saying because I, I'm, I'm going to reference a friend yeah. of mine now Tepang always says this be loyal to your calling and your calling Uh, and and the universe will exactly. locate you you know <laughs> and 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 i think what it, what that is all about it's all about mm. purpose it's all about finding that which it is that you really yeah. want to do for yes. the human kind yes. you know and i think once you find that you can find your own place and you can find mm. your own voice and be your own person so yeah i totally understand yeah. what you're talking about so it's it's always been that thing mm. and now 
I'm enjoying like things are different now. I'm in a different environment. So I'm no longer doing those things. Yeah. I, I had no time. Those I think I feel like this lockdown was quite um needed for me. I don't know. Because things were just going south, to be honest, in terms of my mental health. Yeah. I was trying to adjust to a certain new life, school work. I'm trying to adjust to mm-hmm. um working as well. I could not have time to do my podcast. I couldn't because this podcast when I started it was something that was supposed to assist me to speak out was supposed to help me to have the voice and just to help other people out there yeah. as well so I could not do that I, like I, I was not able to do that because I didn't give myself time I was just preoccupied by every other thing no I understand mm. I think this lockdown has had a different impact exactly. on different people for me for me, it has completely messed mm, up my sleeping mm, pattern. Everyone, I don't have a life. <laughs> wow. Oh, wow. wow. Because I, uh, I think, I, I think it has been, I think it was much needed, I guess. No, I mean, like your sleeping pattern. I think pattern, we, we, we needed. Did it mess up your sleeping pattern? Are you still sleeping the times that you sleep, or? I've always. I've always been a light sleeper. Okay, not really a light sleeper, but yeah. my pattern has always been sort of like it was disrupted since 2016. I've been sleeping for like three hours, yeah. four hours at, at most. So I'm still, like I'm saying, for me, it is it did had sort of like a positive impact in a way that mm. I'm sort of gradually trying to listen to myself more, you know, mm. trying to meditate a bit more. Mm. Mm. And so mm. I think also for realizations as well so as for patterns i think i'm still good yeah <laughs> but then realizations I think it's, it's, and then one thing i've also realized is that um i spend a whole lot of time trying to to search for for this uh, sort of like a mutual or sort of like the same feeling that i once felt you know if you were once at a space at which you felt really great and then yeah. a whole lot of things happened now you like trying to get back to that same peak you know and then what i've learned is that you don't really need to you just need to take each and every moment and embrace it as different as it is don't really search for the same feeling that you once felt Thank you for listening to the Evolve Talk. And that's all we have for now. Do check out part two of this conversation.